Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Eric Kruger is joining us today from Smart Yield. And we can say, Eric, it is WASD post day and still things are looking up on the grain market. So a good way to wrap up the week after a very much anticipated Thursday report. It was. It was a great way to finalize uh, the week. We had, you know, newer lows on Monday and then they come up and put new highs in again, of course, today. Beans touch above nine dollars. Uh, corn really hold in there after some negativity during the session. So it's really nice to see that wheat. On the other hand, of course, kind of pushed up uh, early morning and then sold off throughout the day. So a little discouraging there. But over on the uh, the corn and the and the beans, it was a good day. You look at those WASDE numbers as you've had a chance to kind of digest them. What what are your thoughts on what you saw in those report numbers? When we look at the numbers, it was it was really interesting to see corn for for one have a pretty neutral to bearish report. Those numbers were not very friendly for the corn market. Um, bigger stocks to use ratio than we even had last month. Um, and, you know, ending stocks up. So to see it turn out positive probably means that the market had priced in a little bit of this. And then we saw, of course, beans really run throughout the day. More on China news, but they had some pretty decent numbers as well where our stocks to use aren't going to be near as high as what we maybe thought they were going to be coming into a this summer. So there's still a lot of growing season left. It's hard to say that in September, but there's a lot of what ifs left out there for this crop. So we're seeing a little bit of positivity, positivity, but probably mostly based off of um, some of the China news that has come up here the last few days. I'm really glad, glad you brought that up because usually this time, you know, we are post Husker harvest days, post all, you know, big iron up in North Dakota. It's usually harvest pressure we're talking about, but right now it looks more like some warmer weather pressure that might be building into this market. The weather really is. It's, it's been unprecedentedly warm here for the month of September, and it looks like it going forward. You look out to the to the 15-day, and I've extended out on the 30-day, and it looks like it's going to stay warm for most of the belt. Probably for a producer, help finish off this crop, which is a good thing, but on the marketing side of it, it's probably going to throw a little little more seasonality and a little more pressure back into this market. Um, seasonally, we usually kind of move lower into harvest, which makes sense. It's our max supply that we have throughout the year, and seasonally, that usually kind of pushes us back down. Uh, but we're kind of fighting two different sides, the big supply side and then all of a sudden some new demand moves back into this. And we have to step back. This has been going on for a long time, so we got to take it for what it's worth. Um, we had China, of course, announce uh, on pork and soybeans that tariffs were going to be exempted, and not the original tariffs, but just the most recent ones, and that had, had the market kind of in a tizzy here. And um, then we had an announcement yesterday of some, some beans sold to them, not as many as, as expected, but those announcements might continue to come, and they're probably going to need to for us to hold these games. As you look at the, you talk about those, you know, hopefully not seeing a knee-jerk reaction, shall we say, but there's been so much up and down on emotions in, in the beans more than the corn when it has come to these trade talks. But as you look at that, and we know that South America has been taking advantage of it, how do we focus and not get too much tunnel vision when it comes to these markets and, and react every time we hear a little bit of a of trade tweet? It's really hard not to react, you know, because the market does, you know, and we, and we saw that yesterday, of course, and saw a little bit of it today. Um, but, you know, and then towards the end of the session, we had some news break that uh, President Trump tentatively, tentatively, tentatively may have agreed to a biofilm, biofuel reform deal, and that'll be yet to be seen what comes of that. But it's positive news, and, and the market likes to trade off positives. Um, and negatives, and, and recently we're lucky it's been a little more positive news on the export side. But I think we need to step back and really just look at the big picture and know that we've got adequate adequate supply, 
at hand and it's going to continue to come in through harvest here. So take advantage on some of these, some of these moves the market's given us. You know, for, for the week, beans traded up over 50 cents from the low we had on Monday. Um, and, and I step back, we haven't seen a nine handle on, on, on November beans since the end of July. So, you know, it's something to maybe look at protecting or at least taking advantage of. Um, corn, on the other hand, you know, 20 cents off the lows on Monday. Um, I, I think it, it's positive news, but I don't want to get too caught up in the hope that it keeps going. We can't market on hope. we got to look at what's in front of us and, and take advantage of some of these moves. I think that was the most important statement I have heard in the last couple of weeks, that you can't market on hope. And that really should be the theme as we get into this upcoming harvest season. It is, and it's hard to say that because we we all want to see better situations for guys and better opportunities in the markets. But right now, I think uh, you know the beans have given given us an opportunity to take advantage of. And if we don't continue to see probably exports and those numbers that were announced, that you know that six hundred million metric ton USD only announced a little over two hundred. If we don't see that next two thirds of that come, probably a little more pressure back on beans next week. Um, and I would I would expect corn to slide with it unless. We do see some more buying come in, but seasonally, more pressure, big supplies coming in, and I, I think guys just need to be aware of that, and we need to look at whether you, you've already done it or you haven't yet, but look at maybe protecting some of the positive news we've seen this week. As you look at the, you know, I know talk about this expected ethanol policy announcement, and I know we're still waiting, and that last week we were told a week or two, so maybe the two will come next week, and the amount of corn that is sitting there, advantage? could come our way with this corn market should the president make an announcement that yes we've got something in the deal absolutely and i, and I think that's that's one of the things where you got to step back and we, we saw some negative news off this usd report yesterday on corn but the market didn't trade it because i think the market's priced in a ton of negative news we knew we were going to have a big carry-in uh we know we're looking at a big crop we didn't cut the uh, the acres down or we, we didn't change those we didn't cut the yield down near as much as what the trade thought it was we took a little bit off but not quite as much and yet we still reacted positively probably probably a little bit of help from the bean market but still it's good to see so any positive news especially when it comes uh from the government um, as far as what we could look at is demand for corn is going to be a good deal well, stick around, folks. We do have a lot more coming up as we continue with the Fontenelle Final Bell, wrapping up a, a crazy trade week in so many ways. We'll look at some currency, some issues talking about in South America, and, of course, exports. Are we going to see some more coming our way anytime soon? And then look at this livestock side of the trade with the hog market that's done uh, well this week and what's going on in the cattle as well. A lot yet to cover. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we continue talking today with Eric Kruger of Smart Yield. A question yesterday after Husker Harvest Days was dealt with the currency issues. And I don't know if we'll call it an issue, Eric, but the fact that South America currency remains weak. Their planting season is drawing to a close. And the gentleman I talked to said, you look at the currency, look at planting, look of lack of information coming out. Usually we hear a lot about where they're at planting progress how the weather's been, all these different things. And he wondered, is it all tied to trade tariffs and them wanting to sell and leave us out of the picture? That is a great question, and it's probably one you, we can't answer right now. I don't know that I have the information to, but I, I know there's there's been the thought that with their currency devaluation, what we've seen, that they're going to become a little, maybe a little tighter holders of their product 
in what they have. Um, it's it does not worth it for anybody to give away their product, whether it's here or in South America. And I know with their value of their currency compared to the rest of the world, it's something that we saw a few years ago, and it's something that might come to fruition here in, in the future. We have heard a little more dryness in South America um, at the end of the planning season before they get rolling again. So uh, I think those are things we need to continue to watch, and those will come to the forefront. Uh, very soon, but right now all eyes are focused on how our crop's going to end, um, how we're going to get it out of the field in the timely manner that that happens. Jump over to the livestock side, and uh, I want to look at hogs first off, because it's been a great week for this hog industry, something we haven't seen in a while. It has been, and you look at hogs, you look at the December contract, for example, up um, almost $11 from the low it put in on Tuesday. We had limit up yesterday, expanded limit the entire session today, um, going to be expanded, of course, on Monday. And you step back and look at the, look at the big picture and go, okay, um, it, it's, of course, based off of the Chinese news and, and, of course, them lifting the tariffs and the idea that they're going to con- come in and continue to be large buyers of our pork supply. The pork price is going to need to move up with futures here to kind of help stabilize or rationalize, you would say, these expanded limit moves up. But I will take a step back and look at it and go, at the end of the spring, we had December hogs trading above, you know, right at $90 a hundredweight. So you, you got to step back and look at that and go, there's a lot of room between where we just were and where we could go to not even get out of our current chart range for the year. Looking at the Obviously, you know, we talked about earlier this week, Philippines with African swine fever and the fact that it easily spread there. Does that put some more pressure, though, on this market trade with all those what ifs out there? Or do you just kind of sit back and hold your breath? <laughs> I think that's, that's really tough. And you just you just got to hope at some point we continually don't hear news about ASF spreading. Um, and it, it kind of takes me back to talk about China and in their situation with African swine fever. And then we step back and look at, we can't forget about that when we look at the grain side of it and say on beans, we really want them to come in and buy a lot of our meal, buy a lot of our beans for product, but they're only feeding half the hogs they have last year at this time. So they probably don't have as large of a need as what we've seen in the past. So um, back on the hogs, you look at it and go, it's, it is scary. It's, it's hard to look at and go, the world protein number continues to drop with every hog that we, that we lose to this and we don't have it under control. Um, I don't, I don't think there's any data out there that would suggest that. So it's probably going to help beef. Hopefully we can see it continue to help the other competing proteins as well, um, as, as we ramp up the, the demand for it. In the cattle, is a bottom in place? That is a million dollar question. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you look at it for the week, whether it's live cattle or, or feeder cattle, you look and we're over $7 off our lows. Um, I, I like to think that uh, on a daily chart, perfect V bottom formation, but on a weekly chart, of course, we have a weekly reversal up. But there's also this other side of it that goes, we haven't seen cash stabilize and move up yet. And I think we're going to have to see that before we can really say, hey, the futures lows in, the cash lows in. Uh, heard light cash trade today around the dollar uh, in the, here in Kansas, maybe a little further south, but really lower than that across the board. So until we maybe see cash come back up, I think we're one piece of news away from retracing this market back down. But on a chart, um, overall, slaughter has kept pace. We're seeing a strong retail demand. Those are some positive things in that if we can see cash stabilize here and move up, then I think that there's a lot of room left in the cattle market. Does it come as a surprise, though, at the end of a Friday trade, we still have cattle sitting on the show list? 
it's a little surprising, but I think you got to step back and look. And go. We've had so many market-ready cattle. We've had so much, so much availability that um, the Packers got such a strong margin. They've had such a strong margin now over the last two or three months that um, they can almost uh, get what they want. And until we see that feeder come back and say, I'm, I'm not willing to give them away, we're not going to see that margin switch hands much. And and right now, if the cattle are ready, we kind of got to move them. Hopefully, we'll see that shift here over the next few weeks. As we see October come off the board, December's got a huge premium. So if we can get through the next three or four weeks, then I think maybe hopefully we can see that little bit of that margin switch hands. All right, sounds good. Some good things to think about as we head into a weekend. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Eric? Yeah, they can call us at 308-234-6805 or you can go online to mysmartyield.com. And, of course, you can also find this as a podcast as well coming up later this afternoon. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.